Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. of that song. This is Pastor Bob. That's the opening song to the Tell It Like It Is radio show, Timothy Spell. This is that. The uh, uh, We've got uh, people listening to me. Hey, well, I better tell you who I am. Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show coming to you live tonight from Dickinson, North Dakota. And we, we are broadcasting on a uh, AM station right here in Dickinson, and we are being picked up also by Holy Ghost Radio. So uh, you can be listening to us online. You can be listening to us on your radio. And um, I'm listening to me in person. I'm right in the studio all by myself. We, I don't have an engineer since uh, COVID-19. The station asked me to kind of do the program by myself. We've got a bunch of people listening tonight. You can be part of this program by texting me, 701-290-7862. And we've got, let's see, we've got some Hostetlers listening almost to St. Cloud, Minnesota, on their way home tonight to Pennsylvania. They came out to uh, see their family, be in a wedding, see me, and go to a church camp. We've got um, somebody here that um, that bought the, um, oh, this is Sister Yvonne. She bought Brother Farron's CD. Oh, good. I like it, too. She said she really likes it. Ben Yoder's listening tonight. He's on his way home to Pennsylvania. Came These guys came a long ways to go to our church camp. Uh, this is uh, We've got uh, Brother Joe from Arkansas listening tonight. And then we've got Carl and Jeannie listening tonight from, where are they at, Michigan tonight? I, I think so. 
And we've got Mr. Willis is listening, it says. Mr. Willis, is that like Mr. Ed? Let's see, who else do we have here? Um, we've got uh, Brother Rose listening tonight from Kentucky. He's a faithful listener. Zach and Leah listening with the kids, and they're on their way to western North Dakota. What are you doing coming out to western North Dakota? Are you coming out to see me? Good to have them. We're out in western North Dakota. So anyway, we've got... Uh, you can text me, 701-290-7862. This is Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show. I pastor the New Life Pentecostal Church, 501 Elks Drive, Dickinson, North Dakota, right on Interstate 94. Big, beautiful building. It always encourages me when people tell me. I just had a Pentecostal preacher from, from Michigan tell me. He said, he said, we stopped in your city. We were at our church camp all week. He said, we stopped in your city this week and we ate at Country Kitchen. And he said, and I saw your church across the interstate. And I said, that is so cool. That is so cool. I did bring my guitar in the studio tonight, so I'm gonna, I might do some playing here. And uh, this is kind of a medley. I didn't write these songs. I might sing some songs I did write tonight, though. I will live to tell of the one who has captured my heart. I will live to tell. Through him I made a new start So take my life and let it be A reflection of you So the whole world can see That God is alive and well I will live to tell I will live to tell Of the one who has captured my heart I will live to tell Through him I made a new start So take my life and let it be A reflection of you So the whole world can see That God is alive and well I will live to tell And I'll be a fool for you, Jesus That's just what I'll be Crazy in love with my God above that's all right with me I'll be a fool for you Jesus that's just what I'll do guess I just don't know no better than to be in love with you I'll be a fool for you Jesus that's just what I'll be crazy in love with my God above that's all right with me I'll be a fool for you Jesus that's just what I'll do guess I just don't know no better than to be in love with you guess I just don't know no better than to be in love with you I'll be a fool for you Jesus that's just what I'll be. Good to have you with us tonight. And I'm going to speak about the same thing I spoke about in our church service today. And we'll see how it goes here. I didn't think I did a real good job preaching today. But anyway, I'm not really looking for reassurance or compliments. But you know, when you're a preacher or a public speaker or a pastor, sometimes you feel like you connect and sometimes you don't. But I will tell you this, we had a lot of visitors in our church today, I think. Somebody said we had 20, is that right, 20 visitors in our church today? That is awesome. And uh, I don't know if they were all first-time visitors or not, but we had 20 visitors. And then some people that haven't been there for a while were back. 
that's exciting. And so we just um, had a really good service and outside of maybe the preaching. And I'm going to try to tune that up and do a little better today and see if I can do something with that. We, um, As I said, you can text tonight, 701-290-7862, and just let me know that you're listening. Um, the um, We've got um, Casey and Jackson listening tonight. Brother Griffith is tuning in from Great Falls, Montana. Casey and, and um, Jackson are in that far-flung area of South Hart, North Dakota, so they're way out there. And Zach says that his he and his two older children are doing a dinosaur dig with the Glendive Dinosaur Museum on Tuesday, so they're staying in Medora. Cool. Is that more information, Zach, than you wanted me to give out? He's a he's a young man that's that uh, came into the church right here in Dickinson, and now he's driving out here to do a dinosaur dig. There's a bunch of people that usually listen to me that aren't listening, or at least not texting me tonight, but I've got others that are, so I'm glad that you're listening. Let me get right into the um, scripture, and like I say, I might sing uh, some songs that I've written, some songs that I haven't really finished yet. Maybe I'll try one of those. I got I got one of those laying here. I don't know why I'm going to do that. First Peter 3.12, For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open unto their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil in the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. And so here we see that God's eyes are over the righteous and his face is against them that do evil. Uh, don't let anybody tell you uh, that that's not true. Uh, the Lord's his ears are open to the prayers of the righteous. Uh, I don't know what's going on with our religious world, but but uh, for some reason they want to take the responsibility of righteousness out of the Bible and um, somehow say that it doesn't make any difference. This verse is, the, I'm not speaking about that tonight, but this verse is the tip of the iceberg of of many verses that talk about how God honors the righteous. And people that are righteous, that doesn't mean self-righteous. It means that you do what's right. That's what righteous means. You find out what God wants and you do it. And he says his ears are open to their prayers. So if you want your prayers answered, uh, let me suggest that you start finding out what God wants and start uh, being what is called righteous. His face is against those that do evil, it says. Now tonight, what we're going to talk about is this um, this concept of... of um, if something seems right to you, it doesn't mean it's right. And the title of this program tonight, if you look it up later on the Holy Ghost Radio podcast, it's just going to be Seems Right to Me. That's the title of it. There was a, a king found in the Old Testament. There, there is very much information written about. His name was King Solomon. In fact, in one place, in 1 Kings chapter 3 through 10, it's just about entirely about King Solomon. Those, those eight chapters are just about entirely about him. And when you read about King Solomon in these first eight chapters of, or first Kings three, chapters three through ten, we read a lot about his accomplishments, we read about his greatness, his wisdom, um, you know, his riches, and those types of things. Solomon seemed to be doing really well to those around him. And he had everything that this world could offer. But tonight I want to tell you the most important things in life is not what we think of ourselves or what others think of us. 
It's not. You know, what we think of ourselves is um, is not really relevant to anything in some ways. Now, I realize there are maybe some out there that are saying, well, we, you know, if you're one of God's children, you've got to think of yourself that way. I, I know that. But I'm, I'm talking in a different vein tonight, that, that we can think that we are pleasing to God and not be. It doesn't matter what we think. Because our heart is very deceitful, desperately wicked, the book of Jeremiah says. Uh, you know, people are trying to find wisdom within themselves. And that's ridiculous. Uh, the Proverbs 18.2 says, A fool hath no delight in understanding, but that his heart may discover itself. And so, this is a very interesting scripture. Um, a fool is trying to figure out who he is. It's kind of like, um, I don't have Facebook, but it's kind of like the people that do Facebook. They put the post on Facebook, and then they spend the rest of their life a rereading their posts and trying to find out who liked it because they think that wisdom lies within them. But I'm telling you, it doesn't. Wisdom lies with God. It doesn't lie within our own heart. And secondly, it, the most important thing in life is not to find out what others think of you. And that, of course, could have to do with Facebook also. But it is important what others think of us. I'm, I'm going to just say this for just a moment, that it's called our testimony, and it is important. I don't think that even if we were right with God, we should leave others guessing whether we're right with God or not. I think it's very, very important that we live a life. Jesus said, you're, you're the light of the world. So if you're doing right, but it looks like you're doing wrong, that's not good either. And I mean, I, I can tell you weird stories about people that are so mad because people are judging them because they're doing something that looks wrong even though they say they're not doing wrong. I knew a, a man one time that uh, he was getting married, and these, these people were, were church people. They weren't Pentecostal or apostolic people, but he worked for me, and he was going to a, a, a different type of church, but it was a Christian church, and he should have known better. But just before their wedding, they were engaged. He decided to move in with his fiance to save some rent. I think two weeks before the wedding, he moved in with her to save some rent so he could let go of his apartment. And at work, I told him, I said, that sounds like a really dumb idea. And he said, I'm sick and tired of people judging me. He said, I'm sleeping on the couch. She's sleeping in the bedroom. And I told him, I said, well, I'm sorry. Um, you know, I mean, I was born at night, but not last night. I called him by name. I, I said, I, I don't know if that's what you're doing or not. It seems fishy to me. But even if you are doing that, it doesn't look right. And we need to look right to the world. But let me tell you this. The most important thing in life is not just what others think of us. The opinion of others ultimately is not going to be what gets you to heaven. If everybody in this world says you're going to heaven, it doesn't mean you are. The one thing I like about living in Dickinson, North Dakota, everybody that dies here in Dickinson goes to heaven. I don't know if you're aware of that, but every time I've been to a funeral in Dickinson, they always put them in heaven. Whether they ever had any evidence that they were serving God or not, we just give them the benefit of the doubt and we put them in heaven. That's what they do here in Dickinson. But I'm going to tell you, people can't put you in heaven. It doesn't matter what the opinion of others is about you when it comes to going to heaven or hell. Jesus said it like this in Luke sixteen fifteen. He said unto them, Ye are they which justify yourselves before men, 
but God knoweth your hearts. For that which is highly esteemed among men is abomination in the sight of God. Jesus was telling these religious people, you guys are trying to look good to everybody else. But that doesn't mean you look good to God. And here again, I I hope you understand, don't take this and run with it in a direction I don't want you to. It's important that we look right to others. I mean, as far as our walk with God. Because we are a testimony. We are the light in 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 a dark world. It's important how we carry ourselves. And and it's important, um, you know, to not leave a question in other people's minds whether we're doing what's right or not. That's important. But I'm going to tell you, you can fool people. And you can appear to be right with people. And in the opinion of others, you can really, really look good. So what is my topic going to be about tonight? See, it's life, the most important things in life is not our opinion of ourselves. It's not the opinion of others. Somebody text me tonight, what is uh, what is the most important thing in life then? It's not the opinion of ourselves, about ourselves. It's not the opinion of others. What is it? Text me, 701-290-7862. See if you can guess. It's not really too hard. You know, number one, it's not the opinion of ourselves about ourselves. It's not the opinion of others about ourselves. What is the most important thing in life that we find out? Hey, while you're trying to text me, we've got the Burling family listening. We've got Helen listening. She set her alarm tonight so she wouldn't forget. She is a fun lady to tease, too, this is this Helen. I, she comes to our church, and I love to tease her. Um, uh, uh, Brother Farron's listening tonight. No, nobody's guessing my what what the most important thing in life is. Hmm. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll wait then, and I'm going to play this song. Now, this song is called The Pastor's Lament, and it goes along with my topic tonight, and I'll see if you can figure, if you can figure out how that it does. I get tired of the same thing over and over. I get tired, why don't you pray through? I get tired of the same thing over and over. I get tired, why don't you pray through? I get tired of the same thing over and over. I get tired, why don't you pray through? I get tired of the same thing over and over. I get tired, why don't you pray through? I get tired of the same thing over. And over. I get tired, why don't you pray through? I get tired of the same thing over and over. I get tired, why don't you pray through? Did you get tired of that? Pastor Bob the Tell Like It Is show. Okay. So I've got a guess here, but it's not exactly what I'm looking for. The most important thing in life is not to find out what's your opinion of yourself is. It's not to find out what the opinion of others is about us. The most important thing in life is to find out... Yeah, Brother Rose has got it. The most important thing in life is to find out what God's opinion of us is. That's the most important thing in life. And that's what this program's about. When it's all said and done, the way that God looks at things is really all that matters. Because we read in Solomon's life, and I mentioned King Solomon, 
about all of his greatness and all of his achievements and all of his wealth and all of his riches and all of his everything and his fine clothing and 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 all that. We read in chapter 11 of First Kings this scripture, verses 4 through 6. For it came to pass when Solomon was old that his wives turned away his heart after other gods. And his heart was not perfect with the Lord his God as was the heart of David his father. For Solomon went after Ashtaroth, the goddess of the Zidonians, and after Milcom, the abomination of the Ammonites. And Solomon did evil in the sight of the Lord, and went not fully after the Lord as did David his father. Notice verse 6. Solomon did evil in the sight of the Lord. This, um, this verse, this wording, in the sight of the Lord, is found 80 times in the King James Bible, in the sight of the Lord. Uh, it makes plenty of sense just the way it stands. But another version, if I can just clarify it using another version, it says, in God's opinion. In other words, Solomon did evil in God's opinion. Some verses say they did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, or they did that which was right in God's opinion. The only thing that matters, the only thing that will ever matter, is God's opinion of us. Ultimately, that's what really matters. Does it matter to you what God thinks about the way that you're conducting your life? Does it matter to you? I mean, are you just trying to feel good about yourself? Are you just trying to um, make others like you? Is that what you're after? You see, we need to live a life that is pleasing to God. And that's why in, in my um, I'm just starting over my 21-lesson Sunday school class at, at, we, at our church at 10 o'clock. We have two other adult Bible classes, and then at 10 o'clock we have a basic Bible class. And I'm just, I just started over with lesson one today. And, um, and if you want to be part of that, come on. I mean, come on next week, because lesson two is still really the very beginning of it, and you can, you can catch in and come into this. It doesn't cost you any money, and it's going to give you a basic Bible education. Of, of, of many of the important topics in the Bible. It's a topical uh, Bible study. But the thing is, with when it comes to the things of God, uh, we need to find out what pleases God and then do that. And it doesn't matter what you think about it. Like, like for instance, you'll see uh, when you come, you see a Pentecostal person. In fact, we had, uh, of, of some of these visitors, these 20 visitors we had today, three of them, they, were, they saw a lady dressed at Walmart in a dress with long hair. And this man, who is from Africa, knew that she must be a Christian because of the way she was dressed. Why would he think that? Because the Bible talks about those things. The Bible talks about in 1 Corinthians that that it's, it's a glory for a woman to have long hair, that it's God's will for her to have long hair and a man to have short hair. You see, you say, well, I, I don't believe that. It doesn't make any difference what I believe or you believe about anything. What is God's opinion of your hair? Well, it's in the Bible. What's God's opinion of your dress? I, I You know, I'm not, that's not my issue. I mean, but... You know, God doesn't want men to dress like women and women to dress like men. That's in the Bible. 
And we're seeing now the reason that it's in the Bible, because we're, we're, we're living in a very confused world where not only people dress alike, they don't even know which one they are. And I feel really bad. I'm not making fun of them. I, I really am not. I am so saddened by children and teenagers that have not been given direction by society, and now they're so confused, they don't even know what gender they are. But it all started when we started mixing the genders. You know, this, this um, you know, does it matter to you? I'll say it again. Does it matter to you what God thinks about the way that you're living? Like, does it matter what your life is like in the sight of the Lord? See, Solomon did evil in the sight of the Lord. In the Lord's opinion, Solomon wasn't doing good here in 1 Kings chapter 11. For obvious reasons. So what is your prayer life like in the sight of the Lord? What is your integrity like in the sight of the Lord? What is your sex life like in the sight of the Lord? You know, God's the one that invented sex. He said it was good. But he said it was good in marriage between one man and one woman. That's the way he originally set it up. That's still, Jesus said that. He said at the beginning, he said this was the way it was. A man should leave his father and mother, cleave to his wife. Jesus verified that when God created Adam and Eve at the beginning, Jesus said that's the way it's supposed to be. So is it that way in your life, or are you just shacking up with somebody? And you say, well, yeah, God doesn't care if I'm not married. Or you're just having sexual relations with whoever you feel like. And you say, well, God's still on my side. But see, you're falling into a trap that you're trying to justify yourself. It's important that we find out what God thinks. You know, what? what's your thought life like in the sight of the Lord? The way you treat others. What? What? How does God feel about that? Our words. How does God feel about our words that we use with others? See, God sees. God knows. Uh, you know, I did a program here a while back, and I talked about God understands. People say, well, God understands. He does understand, folks, but it's not what you think. God understands. He sees all of our excuses. He's, he sees all of our reasonings that seem to make sense to us so we can do whatever we want. Oh, this program seems a little hard tonight, but I'm just trying to bring a point. Just because something seems right to you doesn't make it right. And just because something seems right to others doesn't make it right. It's got to seem right to God. Proverbs 5.21, the ways for the ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord, and he pondereth all his goings. God is checking you out. Man, he's watching you. He's, he, he, he pays attention to what you do. <clears throat> he pays attention to what you say. He pays attention to where you go. It says the ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord. He's, he's watching. He's looking. And he pondereth. God's thinking. He's, he's thinking about what you're doing. There are two verses in the book of Proverbs that are completely identical to each other, perfectly. Not a bit of difference, not a dot different. And when you see something like that happen, you've got, you got to know that God's interested in getting his point across. Proverbs 14.12, Proverbs 16.25. And both of them say this, There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. 
You see, it might seem right to you, but it might take you straight to hell. If I were the devil, I'd want people that were going to hell thinking they were going to heaven. Because if they knew they were going to hell, maybe they'd try to figure it out. Men tell us these days, people tell us these days, that sin is what you think it is. Well, it's not what you think it is. Sin is what God thinks it is. You may think according to your own conscience, but God thinks according to His. So it's very, very important. Text me tonight, Appleton song called Heartwarming. And I do like that song and I like the harmonica in that song. Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is show, everybody's texting me tonight. I thank you for that. 
701-290-7862. Good to have Malachi from Minnesota listening, and it's good to have Sydney listening tonight. We've got, um, we're talking, the name of the broadcast is, seem, well, the name of the broadcast is Tell It Like It Is. The program title is Seems Right to Me, and whoopee do. It doesn't matter if it seems right to you or not. It doesn't make it right. You know, um, people think sincerity is good enough with God, but it's not. We've got to find out what God wants. We've got to find out what God likes. You know, most of this world follows public opinion, which usually goes contrary to the Word of God. Because the carnal mind or the fleshly mind doesn't really think like God thinks. So therefore, naturally, we're going to go down a path that seems right, but the end will be death. Um, you know, it's it's the broad way, the, the, the wide gate. It's the easy way that the majority follows. You see, this is why, you know, this whole broadcast tonight, the most important thing, we've got to find out, in God's opinion, what He thinks of us, the way we're living. What does he think of you? Are you doing what's right or are you doing what you want to do? And justifying it. This, you know, um, our, our world is, there's a lot of influences here changing our thinking about things. Uh, you know, if you've listened to this program very long, you know that Pastor Bob doesn't have a TV, hasn't had a TV in his home for over 40 years now. I don't do Hollywood movies. I don't really do movies of any kind. Um, and you say, why don't you? Well, because most of the stuff on there, in God's opinion, stinks. So why do I want to watch it if God wouldn't watch it? You know, God doesn't like the, the violence, the the sex, the the swearing, the cheating, you know, uh, you know, the, the the just the materialism, the stupidness of of reality programming and all these things. He he doesn't. So why should I like it? Why should you like it? Do you give a rip about what God thinks? Do you care? Like, is it important to you? Becoming like Jesus, we should be thinking like Jesus. Right? One of the interesting scriptures to me is in 1 Kings chapter 12 and verse 28. There's a king named Jeroboam that has taken made a rebellion against the nation of Israel. He took ten tribes with him. And Jeroboam kept two of the tribes with him. And Rehoboam, or Jeroboam, the problem was the the temple was in Jerusalem, where the two tribes were Rehoboam and the two tribes were living. And so, to worship Jehovah, they would have to go every year to Jerusalem. So Jeroboam came up with an idea because he thought if if they have to go to Jerusalem every year, then they're going to eventually end up coming back under Rehoboam's reign. So here's what Jeroboam did in First Kings chapter twelve twenty eight. Whereupon the king took counsel and made two calves of gold, and said unto them, It is too much for you to go up to Jerusalem. Behold, thy gods, O Israel, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. 
and he set one in Bethel, and the other he put in Dan. And so here uh, Jeroboam made two golden calves. You know, uh, they looked like, you know, cows. And he set them up, and he said, These, this is Jehovah. This is God. Worship these calves. Well, you see, um, that's not, you can call a golden calf Jehovah, but he's not Jehovah. And not only that, God has never intended for people to worship statues. He's never intended us to ever use statues in our worship. That's all over the Bible. Shame on some, well, I better stop. Anyway, the, the um, you know, you see, and, and you say, well, what does that have story have to do anything, Pastor Bob? I'll tell you what it has to do with stuff. I spent the first 20 years of my life doing that, or at least when I got old enough. I believed in God. I did. I believed in God. I prayed to God. Whether my mom taught me or, or somebody taught me to pray the Lord's Prayer every night, and I did. I prayed the Lord's Prayer every night. But the God that I believed in was a God that I made up. I created him. I, he, he and I thought exactly alike. What seemed right to me was right to my God that I made up. You know, Americans are so proud sometimes. We are so proud. We think, like we make fun of other nations that worship statues, uh, gold and silver, wood statues. You know, they worship nature. You know, they worship the sun, they worship the moon, they worship their dead relatives, and we always make fun of that, like, oh, those guys are pagans. But what in America we do is we create God out of our own ideas, and then we worship that. But I will tell you, that is not God. And I was 20 years old when I ran face-to-face with the real God, and I was in trouble. I was in trouble. You know what, um, I'm going to play a little bit of this song, I think, even though I'm running out of time. I, I should have played this the last time. This song simply goes, no one believes any, in me anymore. And it's a story about how Satan has tried to not have us believe in him, so we think we thought up all this stuff ourselves. See if you like this. Some truth in every lie to tickle itching ears. You know, I'm drawing people just like flies because they like what they hear. I'm gaining power by the hour, they're falling by the score. You know, it's getting very simple now. Just open their doors You know, no one's watching 
searching for my tricks Since no one believes in me anymore Everyone likes a winner With my help, you're guaranteed to win Hey man, you ain't no sinner No, you've got the truth within And as your life slips by You'll believe the lie that you did it on your own But don't worry That's exactly what the devil wants to do. So nobody believes in him anymore, and you think that it's God when it's not. This is the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Good to have Brother Jones texting me tonight. Good to have him on the program with us. Brother Johnson's tuning in. Good to have him listening tonight. Uh, Thank you all for the texting that you've done and some of the scriptures that you've given me. I I still may get to some of those scriptures. Uh, Simple topic, but a way that seems right to a man, but the end of that way is death. You know, um, there are people that that do what they want to do and then they blame God for it. They try to say that God caused it. When the truth is, it's just the opposite. They wouldn't listen to God. You see, we've got to get some words out of our vocabulary. Words like, well, I think, or, well, I believe, or, in my opinion, or, it makes sense to me. See, those are irrelevant ideas. Truth is truth. That's it. It is. It doesn't matter with you. You like it or not. Now, you know. Let me just tell you this. Um, I'm not. I pastor this church here in Dickinson, and I I try to pray. And I really I do. I try to pray for everybody that's a regular member here every day. I really I I I do. I I pray. I, I do. And then and sometimes the new visitors, I don't um, you know get to them right away. I don't get them on my list, but I do pray. And I try to be a good pastor, but there are people that don't like me. Uh, there, there are people that even say bad things about me sometimes to others. And sometimes it's because there's a way that seems right to them, but sometimes a pastor or a preacher has to point out that that's not right. It's not right. It's You can't make up truth on your own. You can't make it fit into your circumstances. You need to make your circumstances fit into truth. It's very simple 
to do what's right. It's not always easy, but it's very, very simple. You know, and and, and let me just say this. I, I have to say this. Going to heaven is like that. You're not going to go to heaven because you, you clicked your heels together like Dorothy did and said, I, I want to go home. You know, you're not going to go to heaven just because you think you should. And as I mentioned earlier, you're not going to go to heaven just because everybody else thinks you should. The only ones that are going to go to heaven are the ones that God thinks they should. And I will tell you that there's only one way to heaven. I know that flies in the face of a lot of people, and uh, even people that I visit with uh, regularly, I guess, or uh, not regularly, but people I run into occasionally that tell me the same things that I've heard for many years. All the religions of the world are good, and as long as you're sincere, we're all going to the same heaven, and so on. Well, Jesus said in John fourteen six, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. In another place, he said he was the door. And he said, you're not going to get in any way but the door. If you try to get in any other way, you're a thief and a robber. Peter said it like this in Acts 4.12, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Breath of fresh air today. One of the new visitors in our church service was he's been living in Dickinson a long time. He didn't know there was a church like ours there. And he's been going to a church that he doesn't even believe really what they preach. He didn't know there was a church that was pointing people to the Bible plan of salvation in Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. He sounded very happy to find us. The born-again experience that Jesus said you must have to go to heaven, being born again of the water and of the Spirit in John chapter 3, Peter, when he was preaching in Acts chapter 2, uh, he was preaching about the death of Jesus and the sacrifice of Jesus and how they were the ones that killed Jesus. And of course, we're, we're, the, we're not off the, we're, we're not going to get off on this. Our sins put Jesus on the cross. And when they felt guilty and when they felt uh, convicted, they cried out to Peter in Acts chapter 2 and verse 37 and the rest of the brethren said, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. This is the plan of salvation. You can't go to heaven because you make a deal with God. You can't go to heaven because you've fed the hungry, although that's a good idea. And I think God's pleased with that. But that's not going to get you to heaven. And there again, our own opinion, um, our own opinion doesn't mean anything. You know that that's why I do what I do, and that's why my friends, like Brother Jones, is texting me. That's why he does what he does. We are trying to let people know: let's not have some kind of rude awakening someday and, and stand before God and find out, in His opinion, we're not, we didn't cut the mustard. You know, you know, see. People say things like, oh, Pastor Bob, I, you're not going to judge me. You're not going to tell me whether I'm going to heaven or hell or not. That's God's job. You're absolutely right. That is God's job. But do you want to wait until you stand before God and find out that you were on the wrong side of God? 
or do you want the cheat sheet to the test? You can pass this test now. You can be made right with God now. Well, I let's see. I I don't know if I'm. I should do this, but I got like I've got this song that I've never finished. So the chords aren't good. The words are kind of goofy. And then you're going to sing it on live radio in front of millions and millions of people. And I suppose Mike Pence is listening and former President Obama probably is tuned in. And so anyway, this is a song. It, it fits with the program, but I just never really finished it. But let's give it a whirl. I mean, you give me thumbs up, give me thumbs down if you hate it or love it. Huh? Tell me who, who you gonna listen to? Tell me who, who you gonna listen to? You can listen to your friends, the professor at the school. You can listen to the people who don't have a clue. You can listen to the singers and the politicians too. The doctors and the actors and the late night TV crew. But tell me who... Who you gonna listen to? Tell me who, who you gonna listen to? You can listen to the preachers that keep changing up the rules. You can tell, they, oh, they tell you God accepts you no matter what you do. They say no one's perfect and they try to fill the pews, but the teaching that they teach leaves us empty and confused. That's not who, who I'm gonna listen to. I'm through Tell you what I'm gonna do The word of God is quick Powerful too Sharper than a sword It can cut your thoughts in two Everything is open to the eyes of him Whom we have to do That didn't quite fit He can even tell for sure If your heart is true He's the Alpha and Omega Faithful and is true The everlasting Father The mighty God too That's who I'm gonna listen to That's who Who I'm gonna listen to Jesus is who Who I'm gonna listen to That's who Who I'm gonna listen to Pastor Bob the Tell Like It Is Radio Show Well, that was one I need to work on just a little bit But it did go with my broadcast tonight you know what? It is important that we find out what God's opinion is of us. And a good way to start is found in James 4.10. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord. Like, don't humble yourself in the sight of me or in the sight of everybody else. But humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and He shall lift you up. Got to get in God's presence, folks. We've got to get in God's presence because then we can kind of find out who we are. Isaiah got in God's presence. He said, I saw the Lord sitting high and on a throne, and his train filled the temple. And the first thing Isaiah said is, Woe is me. See, he, in this, he found out who he was. When he got in the presence of the Lord. That's why some people get in the presence of the Lord and they don't like it. They get in the presence of the Lord and they run out of a Pentecostal church. Well, let's see here. Come visit us this week. Tuesday night in Beach. 
7.30 at the Beach Community Center. That's called the Jesus Church out there. Wednesday night, 501 Elks Drive. That's right here in Dickinson. That's the uh, old Elks building. We bought that. Um, Thursday night in Bowman, right on Main Street. I think it's like 18 Main Street. Thursday night at 7.30. Bowman has a Sunday morning service, too. Is that at 9.30? How come I keep asking these same questions all the time? And then um, also they have the Thursday night service at 7.30. And then and then we have uh, our Sunday service, 10 o'clock, Sunday school. During the Sunday school portion of the service, during the adult Bible classes, and remember, there's a basic Bible class that I teach uh, right out at the entryway of the church. If you don't want to come to church, come to that anyway. Just come on in, have a cup of coffee, and uh, and we're starting we're starting with lesson two out of twenty one lessons. Just a basic Bible class, discipleship type class, and then at eleven that's at ten. And then we also have uh, other Sunday school adult Bible classes uh, that we have. And then at eleven is our worship service. Let me uh, a lot of people texting. Um, I'll I'll probably have to check these at the end of the broadcast. Let me sing a a little song here, and then I'll probably end the program with a Brother Farron song. But uh, this is a song that I wrote many years ago. And uh, I based it on the idea in Scripture. The the word church comes from a word, uh, and I believe it's Greek, but it may be Latin, but it's ecclesia. Ecclesia. And ecclesia means the called out ones. That's one of the meanings. Another meaning is the holy ones. But it's the called out ones. God. So I had this picture of God standing kind of on the edge of the earth calling. Come on out. Come on out of her. Come on out of this world. Come to me, all ye that are heavy laden. And I wrote this song based on the word ecclesia. And the name of the song is simply called out. I got a call one evening Many years ago From someone Who I didn't Know real well He asked if I was ready To come out from among them He told me he would save my soul from hell And I was called out Called out to be holy Called out Called out of this world Called out A new life lay before me I was called out to Him Well, my life was full of sin When Jesus called me in He had a plan to wash those sins away Baptized in Jesus' name In the apostolic way His blood washed away each stain And I was called out Called out to be holy Called out, called out of this world Called out, a new life lay before me I was called out to Him But it didn't seem to me I could live in victory He had a plan so I could do that too 
I spoke in other tongues When the Holy Ghost came in The gift He gave to me He'll give to you The gift of the Holy Ghost I was called out Called out to be holy Called out Called out of this world Called out A new life lay before me I was called out to Him And there's soon a day a-coming We'll hear the sounding of a trumpet The dead in Christ shall rise from their graves And we who are alive and remain Shall be caught up to be with Him His bride has made herself ready to go And she'll be called out Called out to be with Him Called out Called out of this world Called out Eternal life before us will be Called out To be with Him So important we find out what God's opinion of us is. And it's all in a book called the Bible. Lord Jesus, tonight I pray that this program made somebody think. God, maybe they've been justifying their actions. Maybe they've been in a group that tells them they're okay when they're not. Lord, help us all in something as important as your favor, pleasing you, going to heaven, Something as important as this, Lord, help us all to take this seriously tonight. And we just pray in the name of Jesus. Thank you so much for listening. Pastor Bob is going to be signing off next week at 9.06 Mountain Time. I'll be coming back with another Tell It Like It Is radio show. Until then, good night. Come and, If you live in the Dickinson area, come and see me. 501 Elks Drive. God bless, folks. The Lord will be returning very soon. Maybe evening, morning, or at noon Not for the foolish virgins, but the wise Then recompense the world for all their lies The born-again believers will sing their triumph song Say, la, it might not be too long Standing by Waiting for that trumpet in the sky Then the archangel will blow it loud And we'll all meet together in the clouds Even so come Lord Jesus Is what we ought to pray Say ah, he might just come today And trials for us to learn To cultivate a Christ-like attitude Be holy unto Jesus The bread of life, our food We'll hear the words, thou good and faithful
about it before it gets too late You better say lock cause when he comes back he won't wait You better count the cost There's one thing you can't buy Won't be no tickets sold on eBay when we fly Jesus is coming back He's coming back real soon Don't know just when it could be morning, night or noon is coming back as a thief in the night Before he does, my friend You better make things right Above the clouds We'll live on high No more sickness, no more tears We'll never have to die The mystery of godliness is shown The glory of the Father to us he's been made known Forever we will praise Jesus throughout eternity Selah, well that's what it means to me 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 Even so come quickly, Lord Jesus 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 You better make things right Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.